Okay, welcome back to For the Crest Podcast. It's been a minute. It's been a minute, so we're going to, uh, yeah, be, we're back. <laughs> Great introduction. Okay. I forgot what I say, okay? It's been too long. We're, we're very out of form. Yes. But, <laughs> but we're going to talk about, it's very late, too. We're going to talk about the summer fixture congestion, because um, we were thinking about it, and it's kind of more difficult, I think, than we are kind of anticipating on Twitter. Yes. So we wanted to talk about some of the... It's, it's not as simple as it seems. And it doesn't seem that simple. Yeah. It's even more complicated than we thought. Yeah. Poor Greg. <laughs> I'm not jealous of this job. Uh, um, so how do we want to start this? I don't know. You well, so I guess we'll just start with some of the the specific factors we were thinking about. Are some of the guys need moves this summer? Yes. Um, some of them are. So we're already some, kind of anticipating. So, so the players that we assume will be moving, or no, will be moving. Um, no, or assume is Josh likely will leave Werner Bremen, or at least we hope he leaves Werner Bremen. Um, he needs to leave Werner Bremen. <laughs> he needs to leave Werner Bremen. Um, um, Daryl DK, we know he's not, almost certainly not going to be at Barnsley anymore. And we would be fairly comfortably assume he's not going to be at, at Orlando either. So he's going to go somewhere uh, this summer. Uh, Chris Richards, there's some rumors that maybe his loan turns into a permanent transfer or a year loan, so he stays at Hoffenheim, but we don't really know where he's going to be yet either. Uh, and then Anthony Robinson, we assume he wouldn't stay at Fulham if they go down. He's already proven in the championship. It looks like Fulham are going down, so probably going to be moving for him as well, uh, but a little less certain than, I would say, with like Josh or DK, but pretty sure he's going to be somewhere else. Yeah. Got anybody else? Um, Conrad. Some of our Conrad. young guys, too. Conrad's probably on the move. Yeah, I don't know that um, he's going to be involved this summer, but he probably will leave Barca, yeah. Uh, but just something kind of like things to think about, uh, because where we were going with this is mm. we don't want players moving clubs to miss preseason. Right. Because right. that's a... That's, That's a very bad That's way like to start. It's kind of like what Christian did when he went to Chelsea. Right? He played at the Gold Cup, basically had no rest, and then went and joined preseason late with Chelsea, which, again, I don't necessarily believe Frank Lampard when he said that. That's why he didn't play for those few games, but it, it probably did have a, a factor in it. Uh, and then somebody that is also not going to be moving, but Brennan Aronson is going to need some time off. He's you know, played a sort of full-ish, COVID-shortened season in MLS, has gone to Salzburg, become almost an immediate starter. So he's going to need some rest, but he will be involved this summer in some capacity, you would assume. Yeah. Um, also, some of the guys we have on loans to consider, um, like Matt Miazga, where will he be? Right. Uh, Jordan um, Sibichu. Jordan, yeah. Um, so just kind of some of those things we're, we're thinking about we're having this kind of conversation because you need them to get rest, but 
they would also be assets to the Gold Cup squad specifically over the Nations League squad because they're not really, I would yeah. say, like in that core group that we assume and yeah. what Greg has kind of hinted that he's taking yeah. to the so Nations League. Let's go ahead and just say who we think is going to be the starting team for the Nations League. Yes. Uh, which we don't know if we have the same team. Basically, there's maybe like two spots that could be different. So I have Josh, Christian, Gio, Musa, Weston, Adams, Anthony Robinson, John Brooks, Chris Richards, Serginio Dest, and Zach Steffen. Yep, that's okay. the same thing I have. So that's who we think is going to be the starting 11 for the Nations League. That's essentially our best 11. I think there's a decent chance it's Aaron Long over Chris Richards because that's Greg's guy. Um, I really hope it's Chris Richards, though. Yeah, me too. Um, um. So essentially, those guys are the starting 11. So those guys will go to the Nations League and not the Gold Cup. I'm fairly comfortable with that. With yeah. the possible exception of Zach Steffen, could do the double. Uh, he doesn't play that much at City. Really doesn't need preseason at City. So he very well could do the Gold Cup and the Nations League. But outside of him, everybody else, I imagine, will either be rested or in preseason or whatever. Yeah, the other question with that, though, is would City want him to want do him doing both when he also is known to have issues with his knee is that a good idea because then we also have to think we're going into world cup qualifying right. and, and whether we want to risk it. whether yeah we want to play him that much or in do we that want to kind get of someone like matt turner an opportunity yeah. to play and get experience at the international level in case zach is unavailable for any reason yeah and then or you don't want to play him three times in a window <laughs> yeah um which would, in my opinion, probably be yeah. smart. Um, especially because that's the thing with Zach. Like, I love him, but his knees he's worry fairly, me. He's fairly injury prone for a goalkeeper. <laughs> his, his knees worry me quite a bit. Yeah. Um, okay, so these are the players who I consider backups, quote-unquote, to the Nations League, or who I would think would be sort of the primary backups on a first choice team regardless of competition so we have brendan aronson i think is whether that says an eight or a winger i think he's going to be one of the first people off the bench you know in a must-win game uh sebastian legit again similarly to brendan aronson one of the first people off the bench daryl dk is in my opinion josh larkin's backup i don't think he's at josh's level yet but he's getting there um and then you have sort of the like Reggie Cannon, Rantanay Robinson, Serginio Dest trio of which to start any given game. Uh, so the question becomes for like those type of players, you know, do they stay as essentially backups with the Nations League guys and then, you know, go on rest? Do they pull the double and be on the bench for the Nations League and then be the starters for the Gold Cup or do they just be starters for the Gold Cup to gain that experience? And that's really the really big conundrum, I think, for Greg. Yeah, who who do you take on the double? Because, or like, or I could do you see. Just do no du nobody does doubles. Do you take the third choice as the backups to the Nations League, and the second choice be the starters at the Gold Cup? Yeah, um, it's very confusing. Yeah, the and the other thing to think about when in terms of doing the double, particularly these um, the, the European guys. guys. Do you you, you don't European, want them doing the, the double? Guys play a full European season, and then play the Nations League, then play the Gold Cup, then go right back to European season. That's too much. Yeah, 
That's uh, going to break they're, they're them. We're going to have a whole bunch of Tyler Adams abductor injuries if we do that. So that has to be out, especially with someone like Christian or Wes or Tyler Adams, who have some injury problems for John Brooks. Paper skin and... What is it? Paper skin and... Glass bones. Glass bones, yeah. And not John Brooks. Um, so those players are absolutely out of the double, and Greg's already said that they're going to the Nations League, so yeah, they're out of question. So somebody like Sebastian Legette, though, like you can assume Greg wants them for the Nations League because he's been a fairly big player for for him over the past year. He's, I think, started just about every game. Uh, but at the same time, LA Galaxy are not going to want to lose a starter for like two months during the Nations League Gold Cup, so he's going to have to probably go to one and not the other yeah because i don't think i don't think because that's also the other thing like this is the middle of the mls season so these clubs aren't i mean yes they're obligated to release but but you don't they're wanna you don't want to anger them, them. when it comes time put, to like we need a youth player yeah. for a youth tournament we don't want them angry at us because yeah. we stole their one of their starters for two months and, and you don't want to put a player in a situation where their club manager says we want to keep the player and national team manager wants them you don't want to put a player in the position of choose national team or your club team which which manager are you going to piss off do you say no to the national team manager make your club manager happy do you say yes to the national team manager and piss your club manager off so you don't want to put a player in that position um if you you know so that, that's the really really big conundrum yeah. Um, so, I think we want to take a stab at some potential yeah. answers. Yeah, I think so. Um, I personally think we should rule the double out for everybody, and nobody yeah. does the double. Yeah, I'm pretty comfortable with the no doubles. I That said, I don't know if that's going to be the reality, because as much depth as we have, do you, I don't do you think know. could do the double? We didn't talk about this, so this is going to be completely off the top of our heads. We already talked about Zach, potentially. Is there anybody mm-hmm. else that we think could maybe pull the double reasonably? It's hard. I could see... We kind of talked about him. I, I could, could see, see Aaron Long. I could see Zardes, because Columbus yeah. do have Bradley Wright Phillips as a backup striker, who, I mean, he's pretty good, obviously, mm-hmm. so... They, I mean, they won't be happy about it, but you might be able to convince Columbus. Yeah, I could see. And then Columbus is good enough. I think they'll be fine making the playoffs anyway. Um, you know, so they, you might be able to twist their arm enough. I could see maybe Aaron Long and Sebastian Legit. I don't, I don't think the clubs would necessarily be happy about it. I could but see Greg wanting it. I could see Greg wanting it. Um, I could also see Paul Tim Ream if he finds some health. Yeah, I Tim could, Ream is a good one. Yeah, I could because he doesn't play at all for full. Yeah, I could definitely see Tim Ream doing the double. Um, I don't particularly like that idea. Yeah, I mean, because I was, don't particularly think Tim Ream has much of a place on the national team solid, anymore. He'd be a solid uh, bench warmer double. <laughs> but that the, said, he does have a lot of experience, and a lot of our guys are young and do need somebody yeah. to. And I, Lean th- on. I still think he is our best, our second best, our best backup to John Brooks is less than a right. Yeah. I, I don't, Mark McKenzie has not had the best to start. He's not been hit the ground running like Brennan Harrison. I don't want to imply that it's been a bad start. 
at Genk, but it has not been. And I think he still needs some time. Definitely needs preseason. Yeah. So I don't want to take him to the Gold Cup and yank him from that. Yeah. Um, but I could see those doing that, which this that point that Tyler just brought up with Mark McKenzie brings me to another point I wanted to raise. Who do we not take to anything? Because they're either not really at the level to be on that Nations League roster, but you, but you need them to be at preseason with their clubs. Because I'm thinking someone like, say, Uli, who... Yeah. I think Uli really needs to find a club that's yeah. going to play him. Yeah, like, you have someone like Uli, who I don't... He's a... He has so much talent. I think he could absolutely make an impact at the Gold Cup. I just would rather him get a home club where he's going to play consistently so he's fit and in form for World Cup qualifying. I think yeah. he will have the ability to make an impact at that. Yeah. we. But he's not at a level where he needs to be with the Nations League roster. He's not right, there yet. Right. So the, the then decision is he doesn't do either. Right. And then I, I think uh, another one is Jordan Sibichu, Sibichu. Um just because again he's on loan at Young Boys, he's likely going to go to a different club. I don't think he'll go back to Young Boys. Maybe he will, and he's not going to stay with um, his his League One club. Uh, what, what's their name? I don't know off the top of my head. Uh, it's right there. All right, anyway, but he's going to be moving clubs. So he's not going to start over Josh. I don't think he's going to play over DK. So taking him to the Nations League would be like a third striker, which maybe you do that. Um, and then Gold Cup is during preseason. You'd want him getting an opportunity to be in preseason with the club. So you would say probably don't take him to either, which is kind of... Rude, because he did just decide to play for the U.S., and then you're not going to give him a chance to play for a cup this summer, but it's tough. Yeah, I forget. I, there was someone else I was thinking of, and I, I just forgot who it was off the top of my head. Um, I was thinking, I know I was th- thinking about Conrad, who's his situation. He, because I think, because he's kind of, I think, where Chris Richards was last summer, Right. Yeah. He needs. Could he probably make one of these squads? Yes, but he's not ready for the Nations League group. Could he make an impact at the Gold Cup? I think absolutely. He's, he's not but ready he's for a not starting position at either team. But he's not. But he, yeah. but he needs to be with his club wherever that is. Whether that's Barca selling him, Barca loaning him. I saw today they were now, talking about if Barca be promoted, they may keep him and have him play him in the happens. second division, like. If that happens, Gold Cup, if, in my opinion. If Barca B gets but, promoted and they plan on keeping him at Barca B, send him to the Gold Cup. But will we know if that's their plan in time? Because well, because that's the other Barcelona thing. Like, if Barca B gets promoted, which we'll know before the Gold Cup, just send But that's not necessarily, because that's not necessarily the guarantee. Right, but I don't, that, I don't think Barca B is getting promoted personally. I don't, I haven't They couldn't get you. promoted last season and they have lost talent that they have not replaced so i don't personally i don't watch them that much but i don't i would be surprised if they get promoted this season but i think if I they do get promoted, and the general idea at barca which you will know generally if they're pushing for a move or pushing for him to stay if they're pushing for him to stay 
then I think we should send him to the Gold Cup because he's not going to become a starter for or like any more in the picture. I think for the senior team at Barcelona. Um, I think I think Barcelona part just on a little bit of a tangent. I think part of Barcelona's hesitancy is that is because Barca B are in the third division, so he's not. He's playing. It's yeah. there's such a difference between the third division and the second division that they're a lot more hesitant about promoting. And this goes for all of their young players. I think they're a lot more hesitant about promoting young I players. I just feel like, because they, they give Elie a chance, and he's done quite well for the most part. Mm-hmm. Like, you'd think, like, okay, Conrad has shown well. Maybe, you know, give him 10, 15 minutes. But, you know, it's Coleman. I mean, Ricky has done nothing but been fantastic, yeah. and he doesn't well, I mean, play, he's so. He has some personal vendetta against Ricky. Maybe he has a personal vendetta against Conrad for something. I don't well, know. He talks so brightly about Conrad in preseason, though. That's true. That's but true. anyway, that know. is not really where this was supposed to go. <laughs> the inner workings of the mess that is Barcelona. That's a pod <laughs> for another day. Um, uh, but, yeah, so I don't I don't know. Bar- the other thing is Barcelona, even if they do get promoted, Barca have been balancing their books by selling players right. from Barca B. So... Even if they want, everyone wants to keep him, I don't know that that will necessarily be enough to keep him because if they can't fund big transfers from the first team, they're going to make try and make it up by selling a bunch of players from Barca B. And the question is how much is he worth? Yeah. And what can Barca get out of him? Because if they can get, if someone's willing to pay like $10 million for him, they won't think twice. They'll yeah. just insert a buyback for 40 or $50 million. <laughs> And then if he does well, execute that in three years. Because <laughs> Barcelona... Um, but yeah, no. So Conrad, I could see he's one that I'm kind of on the fence about. Uh, could probably uh, earn a spot, but probably won't be on either roster. Uh, there's somebody else, and I couldn't, I cannot for the life of me remember who it was. Yedlin. Yedlin. It was Yedlin. DeAndre, yes. Because. That's a tricky one. Because he's cemented his place at Galatasaray. He seems to have cemented his place pretty well at Galatasaray. That his manager is unsatisfied with him, though? No. And, and he wants to get a new right back? No, I didn't see that. Yeah, so apparently his manager, despite the fact that he's, at least from a distance, I haven't actually watched Galatasaray. I don't even know how you do. Maybe be in has it? Um, but apparently Galatasaray's manager has not been particularly thrilled with DeAndre and wants to get a right back this summer. So DeAndre very well may be on the move again. Um, or maybe their manager will be on the move. I don't know how long their manager's been there, and if they are satisfied with the manager. It doesn't sound like the manager's satisfied with Yedlin. Yeah, so, which is weird, because he seemed to be doing so See, well. I, I thought he was doing pretty well until he, you know, had that, the worst hat trick in football, where he scored a goal, gave away a penalty, and got sent off. But other than that, you know, he seemed to be doing pretty well, and then obviously got hurt. Um which he's back in training, which is good. Um, yeah, so I I don't know where he fits into this because theoretically he should be on, he would definitely be on one of these two rosters. Right. But I don't know, because if he's moving clubs, he needs to be in preseason because we don't need another Christian Pulisic incident, especially given Yedlin's rocky history with clubs in the past few right. Again, someone like Yedlin would be a little less of a concern because he is a veteran yeah. player. So it's a little less of a concern of being in preseason. But um, I, but given so, his club history where he's been struggling, he I think he needs preseason. I would I would personally be okay with him missing. I mean, he would miss all of preseason, but he would miss a chunk of it. 
I would personally be okay with Yedlin missing, um, missing in preseason. Because um, it's not like Daryl DK where, you know, he's a really young player. Uh, and probably coming in with more expectation than DeAndre Yedlin. Mm-hmm. But. Yeah, I don't know. Um, but, uh, there's still, there's still someone else I was thinking of and I cannot think of who it was. Uh, um, I don't know if I come if I remember I'll we'll come back to it. Um, but oh, it was Matt Miazga. Oh, it was Matt Miazga, because I again I'd be okay with Matt Miazga having preseason because I don't think he's had a preseason with a club and he's done fine. Yeah, because he didn't I, have one with Reading and then and this whole loan I think happened like right at the last minute. Yeah, I think so. So. Uh, personally, personally, I would like to see him stay. <laughs> I just want him to get a permanent move literally anywhere that's going to actually play it. Yeah, I would like to see him stay at Antwerp. He seems to have yeah, a good probably. relationship with the club fans. It's really a decent level. Than, he can't do much better than yeah. being coached by one of the best center backs of the last 20 years. Yeah, he's managed, being managed by Vinny. Vincent Company, for those of you who don't know City and who Vinny is. <laughs> They're too, the club. The club's doing really well. Yeah. He's playing a lot. I. I he's been he's, a lock starter. Yeah, he's in a good situation. Yeah. They seem to really like him. So I would like to see him. Really like it there yeah. as well. And so I. And it's a better level than the championship, which yeah. is where he spent most of his time. Yeah. So I would like to see him stay there personally, and if that's the case, which I, I really I hope it is. I haven't seen anything. This is just me hoping, but I hope he stays and they work out a permanent deal with Chelsea for it. Um, but if that's the case, then I would definitely take him to one of the two. I'm, that said, I'm not really sure which one because he could be a. I would think he would be a, a fairly good lock starter for the Gold Cup, or he would be a backup for the Nations League, and I don't know which one right. you'd want to do. It's so complicated, the guys. Center, it's very complicated, and the center backs are more complicated because they're all pretty much the same level. Yeah. Like you have John Brooks, obvious starter. You have Chris Richards, who seems like the heir apparent, but. Do you take? Do you start a relatively inexperienced center back, you know, in a tournament? I would say I would, but Greg seems to be a little bit more hesitant with the inexperienced center backs, which I respect that. Not many people do. I respect his cautiousness. Um, you know, so then you end up with like Aaron Longwalker, Zimmerman, Matt Miazga, who are all like almost mirror images of each other in terms of actual overall quality but they're a little different in how they basically reach that quality Aaron Long's fast Matt Miazga's Paul and kind of a douche <laughs> yeah so um there's, there's that situation it's just the more you actually like start breaking this down and start looking at like individual player situations <laughs> and what you need from each player in terms of where they're at for clubs and yeah. the amount of minutes they've played and their like time without a break it get it starts to get really really complicated um that said we did take a stab at 11s doing this whole thing i i I can't remember i think it was from a tv show but it feels like that that meme of the dude with the crazy hair that has like 
all the pictures on the wall and is like trying to explain how it all connects together and it's like made him go insane that's how it feels trying to figure out these two rosters and i'm just sitting here thinking about how much worse it would have been had we actually qualified for the olympics and had to figure out who's going where with the olympics an element and the whole club releases yeah let's not talk about the olympics because that'll just make me mad yeah and sad so, so we, we talk about the Nations League rosters, uh, or, or 11. We didn't do rosters because that would take forever. It's too complicated. Yeah. It's way so too complicated. So we did 11s. Uh, we're just going to recap the Nations League roster, or the Nations League 11 for you. Uh, Josh Sargent at striker, Christian Pulisic and Gio Reyna at the wings, uh, Eunice Musa, Weston McKennie, and Tyler Adams at midfield. I absolutely love that midfield trio. Uh, and then Anthony Robinson, John Brooks, Chris Richards, Serginho Dest, and then Zach Steffen. Yeah. We are in agreement on that. Yeah. Now, the Gold Cup roster, or Gold Cup, I keep saying roster, Gold Cup 11, we have not talked about. Uh, so, you want to do yours first? Yeah, so I'll do mine. Um, so, I, for striker, I had Jeremy Abodese. For wingers, I did Timo nice. and Chris Mueller. And then for my dual eights, Paxton and Luca, Yule as the six, which I don't really love, but I think that's kind of what I have a feeling that's kind of what Greg will probably do. That's what I would do. I wouldn't take him as a backup to Tyler for the Nations League. I would just start him in the Gold Cup. And then for my back line, I had uh, Vines, Reem, Long, and I put Julian Araujo at right at right back because I want to see that. I don't know why. I just do. He's probably not necessarily ready for that, but I want to see it anyway. And then I put Matt Turner for the goalkeeper. So we actually are a little bit different. Um, I did the people's favorite at striker, Jazzy Zardes. Uh, Then I have uh, Chris Mueller and uh, Tim Awea. And so I I did have Luca Pax as my dual eights, but then I thought Julian Green. Hmm. So I kind of caught a bit of an audible on Mr. Injury Paxton. And I'm going to say leave him at Dallas and let him try to keep his body in one piece. And I'm going to change it to Luca and Julian Green. I put Kelly Acosta at the six. Because um, the whole distributing six who's soft defensively is just not very fun for me. So I decided to scrap Jackson Ewell. Sorry, man. Uh, I went with Kelly Acosta. Uh, then I have Sam Vines, Tim Ream. I put Miles Robinson. Again, I highly doubt Aaron Long doesn't start for either of the two teams. So he was going to be starting for one of them. Uh, and then I put Reggie Cannon at right back. Because w- working on the assumption that he's staying at Boa Vista. See, yeah. I was working on the assumption that uh, again, he yeah. might be moving. And I don't want him trying to coordinate a move at yeah. the Gold Cup. Uh, so I'm taking him as the backup for the Nations League, personally. And again, he if he does, again, I'm, I would be kind of okay with him not having much of a preseason. But, you know, it's if it's not Reggie Cannon, I would probably say Yedlin. Then maybe Julian Araujo. Uh, and then I have Matt Turner in goal as well. I think it's really important that we get Matt Turner some national team games. Yes, I agree. Because, again, Zach is fairly injury-prone for a goalkeeper. 
Um, and then we're going to have three games, a window, which I think we've said that like a million times. So I, we're going to need basically full 11 rotation. Yeah. Uh, so I, having, you know, three or four goalkeepers with international experience is going to be very important. Yes. So you got like Bill Hamid, Matt Turner, Zach Steffen, maybe if Ethan Horvath, definitely for the last like three years now has needs to move. Uh, Ethan and then... Um, if, if it were Lexi Lawless were on the pod, he'd say, you know, his favorite buddy, Brad Guzon. I do not want to see Brad Guzon again. Uh, but I'll put his name in there just because. Yeah. Although I don't want to see it. Yeah. Which actually, that talking about the goalkeepers reminded me of something. Um, given the current, because obviously we're recording this after the first leg of the Champions League semifinals. Mm-hmm. And both of our U.S. players in the semifinals are in, are in decent positions. Good spots. We don't want to jinx it. To advance. They're solid positions. They're, they're not in bad positions. It's definitely still feasible for them yeah. to advance. Um, I would say both have an advantage heading into the second. Like City's bigger advantage than Chelsea's, but I'd say both of them yeah. have the advantage, albeit very slight. Yes. To the point where it's kind of meaningless. Yeah. Um, so... It's not. It's definitely possible that one or both. possibly even both are at the UCL final. The UCL final takes place so that like the day, day or two, the day or a day or two before the Switzerland friendly. Which, which I, I, I here's my thought. I kind of like that for the goal, especially if City do right, advance right. and we're out of a goalkeeper because it I don't is. want Turner to be. I want Turner at the Gold Cup like that. I that's set. I want him at the Gold Cup because yeah. he needs to get the match experience because he has one international match against Trinidad, a Trinidad well, and Tobago he, he team one save. that <laughs> hadn't played in fourteen months. Like yeah. that barely counts. That's he, like a that, that's, that's he played a training game yeah. <laughs> in a U.S. shirt. Um, that's what he did basically. Yeah. So I want him at the Gold Cup because he needs to get actual match experience. For real for, before we go into to qualifying, because Zach Steffen cannot play all of our qualifiers. That's not going to happen. That is not possible. Um, that said, uh, I would like to see two other players, goalkeeper, goalkeeper-wise, get at least a friendly match for the senior team. That being Ethan Horvath, because he we need to see Eight him in. He, we need to see him play. So, personally, I would have him play the Switzerland friendly. Yeah. And then, I know we have that friendly scheduled between the, at least that one friendly scheduled between the Gold Cup and, or Nations League and Gold Cup. And I want to see David Ochoa play that one. Because he's a bit of a jerk. Yes. And <laughs> I love him. <laughs> and he is probably, I think, one of our brightest goalkeeping prospects. Yeah, yeah. He And he's... Doing so well. Yeah, doing I think well. he deserves doing the cap. Quite well at pissing off the opponent. <laughs> yes. I think he deserves the cap. And I also think we need to see him get him some experience because personally, I probably take him as our third goalkeeper at this point. Um, possibly. Because that... I, I don't, I mean, maybe it, we take Sean John, maybe we take Horvath. <laughs> Yeah. Maybe there's like, some experienced options. Um, but it, it would be interesting to see. Yeah, Sean goes. John, because like I love Sean John. He plays for New York City. That's my MLS club. But he's not the greatest goalkeeper. Is it Sean John, Ethan? Yeah, Bill Hamid, who's had his moments of brilliance for DC. 
And it's like, personally, I would rather take the kid for the third goalkeeper, get him training with, get him training, so get him experience. So we already agree with right? Yes. Okay. Um, get him that experience before World Cup qualifying, because I could see an instance where... Well, here's a question. Do you want to take him away from RSL in his first season as a starter? Not for a long time. That's why I specifically said friendly for him. I don't want him gone for a long time, but I want him in camp for a little bit to, and I want him to get a cap, but I would be fine if we take him on like an expanded friendly roster, play him in that and then get him that experience and then send uh, him. With Jackson Ewell in pre gold cup. He didn't go to the gold cup, but he did play in the friendly. Yeah. And then um, send him back to RSL. But I do, I would like to see him get, a little bit I, of... I would like to see David Ochoa. Just because, again, I love David Ochoa. I love his antics, which really annoy Minnesota fans. But I love it. I really want to see him get a national team shot. Yeah. Not because I think he's better than Zach right now, which I don't think he is. He's very inexperienced. But I just want to... I basically... I want to reward him for... Cause I, again, he, obviously, yes, he made the error. But he had a really good U23 Olympic qualifying tournament. And I'm really bummed for him because he was probably going to be the starter for that Olympic team. And assuming Zach didn't get released. Um, so I'm really bummed for him. And I really want I want, I want want him to have a cap after that so he can get that out of his mind as much as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think, I think, and I think he's... he's I, and I straight up think he's earned it. Just yeah. in the way that he's handled himself. And, and we need some... Conca-calf-iness. We need somebody who can conca calf in conca calf, and he can conca calf. Yeah, I, th- I, that's, I'm kind of, I think he, I really want our he had a brilliant to somehow make conca calf champions <laughs> just so we get David and Joe and CCL. That would be amazing. <laughs> Must watch television. Yes. Bobby Wood come through with us and score lots of goals for ourselves so they can win MLS Cup. <laughs> yeah, I. um yeah, I would. I really want to see Ochoa get that cap. He I, he's earned it. He was probably one of the best players at the U twenty threes. I would say he was our best. Yeah. Which is sad that your goalkeeper is your best when you're supposed to be one of the best teams in the, the in the region, and your goalkeeper is your best player. That's kind of sad. Yeah, but I would really like to see him get that cap. He's earned it. He deserves it. Give the kid a little bit of show of faith. Um, say hey you know like we believe in you he's also a dual national so take that as you will dual national panic do we need to do what uh, Daniel said and and get Justin Shea a predatory gold cup (laughs) roster spot (laughs) Uh, for real would not be opposed to it, although it would kind of. What be I rude. find okay, just on a bit of a tangent. What I find funny about this is he's training. With, he's trained what with like the first time with the Byron first One team time, or something, yeah. and everyone's like ready to predatory cap tie him. Meanwhile, <laughs> everyone's complaining about where Conrad's at <laughs> training with the Barca first team. Who he's made Barcelona first team appearances, guys. We forget, but he did. Well, I mean, he does have a friendly appearance though. Yeah, now, so. and. Uh, yeah, U.S. Soccer's like, eh, Twitter's like, eh, he's not doing well enough. He's not doing well enough. And they're ready to predatory cap well, I think for the most part it was sarcasm. And it was the his expressed interest in playing for Germany or his mm-hmm. lack of decision between the two. 
in the factory. I just find it funny. He can't do Chris Richards' U20 World Cup heroics. Because, you know, FIFA canceled the U20 World Cup. In fact, could you imagine the U20 World Cup Olympics? Gold Cup and Nations League? We're out of players. (laughs) We're going to be signing people in the parking lot. (laughs) The entire pool is... Um... Yeah, I'd so. love to see Greg. Honestly, I would so love to see Greg Berhalter's. Like, I don't know what. I assume he has some visual, like, graphic thing for like where he puts players. I would love to see it because it's got to be massive right now. Trying to figure out where everyone's going to play, and he's probably pulling out his non-existent hair. <laughs> <laughs> like, if he weren't bald, he would be now. <laughs> yeah, um, I thought of what I was just saying, that I forgot it again. Oh, um, I wanted to talk about a couple of really young MLS guys that deserve spots, but I don't think they're going to get them. Um, I was going to say Ricardo. I was going to say Caden. Caden, yeah. I don't... I don't foresee it happening, but he should get one. He absolutely deserves to be on the roster. I just don't foresee it happening. Hopefully he at least gets that friendly appearance. Yeah. At the, he needs to be called up for camp. I, he needs a call-up of some kind. Yeah, because this is, frankly, it's getting ridiculous. Mm-hmm. The kid is playing out of his mind. He's basically carrying the attack of the New York Red Bulls at 17. And U.S. Soccer's done what? Yeah, and so, um, I at least, like, like, I hope Greg has talked to him, but I, we don't think we've confirmed that. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> as, I don't know, you know, you have... His father, occasion. I don't. I mean, I, I think he follows me too. But yeah, I haven't I seen. Have I haven't seen anything. Yeah, I haven't seen Chris Clark post anything. I haven't seen. The last thing I saw Chris Clark post about it was Caden learned how to cook. Yes, his I, cooking I his saw that. Yeah, learning how to he's, cook himself. He's, healthy yeah, he's food. learning how to cook himself healthy food, guys. Which is, which is very, very good for when he moves. Yeah, he needs to that's, go that's, be coached by Jesse. That's an important Our dream came, Which we need to talk about this for briefly. Jesse Marsh is the manager at Leipzig. Well, I mean, he will be confirmed now um, next season, and that is so exciting because we're going to get Tyler Adams almost certainly back at what he did at Red Bull New York and the first half season at Leipzig doing that with Jesse, and I'm so excited about it because he's going to just get to demolish people (laughs) and run around a lot, which is what he's so good at. And he's, but I, I would really like to say, I, I appreciate what Nogglesman has done for him. He's made him such a better player, more rounded player. But watch Tyler Adams go back to just being like a really annoying defensive midfielder in full N'Golo Conte style. It's going to be so fun. No more stuck on the wing or whatever wing back thing he's been doing. Back at the six, again, assuming he's, he'll be back at the six for Jesse. And just wreaking havoc on anybody who dare attack. Any, any uh, interesting predictions on Caden Clark and Jesse Marsh? How that goes? I I don't know. I haven't... I didn't... I was thinking about it more in terms of Nogglesman's Leipzig. I haven't really thought about Caden fitting into uh, Jesse Marsh team. Um, I think it'll be a good fit because Caden, I mean, you have to remember, guys, Caden Clark was 
trained in the Barca method. So yeah. that high, the high press, the tiki taka, the four three three. He was he's so well like that was ingrained in him from such a young age. So I think getting into a Jesse Marsh high press, kind of using that combined, like I think it will it will fit him really really well. Um, but it's it'll, it'll be, be interesting to see though because with Salzburg he hasn't necessarily played like with again right Caden is pretty much a ten who can play on the wing Jesse hasn't really done that that much he's played basically a four two 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 um which again Sobislai I think is how you say his name. Who just moved to Leipzig has been really big, and I could see Caden maybe filling in that mold, but he actually would have to be better than Sobosly to play for Leipzig because that's where he is now. And I know I'm not saying his name right; it's too much of a tongue twister for me. Um, which again, I know there was talks about him going to Salzburg from Leipzig on loan, um, so that very well may happen. And then we'll get Aronson and Caden playing together, which that would be fun. Um, but I'm really excited to see Jesse's Leipzig. Yeah, I'm... I'm really excited to see Jesse be able to bring his intensity to a team who isn't actually a talent underdog by, like, a huge margin in the Champions League. Like, I want to see him take Leipzig to Anfield. Like, he got a draw with Salzburg. What can he do at Anfield with Leipzig and more talent? Yeah. And Tyler Adams. <laughs> And Tyler Adams. I cannot explain to you how excited I am. Because Tyler Adams is my favorite player. I love defensive midfielder as a position. Tyler Adams is my favorite player. Which, again, because he scored at the first time I ever went to a game. He scored his first international goal. So that's why he's my favorite player. But defensive midfielder is my favorite position. He plays defensive midfielder. I'm going to get to watch Tyler Adams and Jesse Marsh do what they used to do. And I'm really excited about it. Yeah, and this They're time I won't hate them. talents to... The Champions League. Um, yeah, so I don't know. I yeah, I'm I'm really excited to see Jesse Marsh's Leipzig, um, but I'm also kind of curious what Leipzig's going to look like with the players they're selling <laughs> gone. Um, well, we know they have a striker from Ajax Robbery. Their center backs are going to be interesting because. Rumor has it they're selling essentially two of their best in uh, Kanate, and obviously Upamakano's gone already. Um, now, I, th- I can't remember the name of them, but I think they've signed two young, like, promising center backs. So, I know we're all dreaming about Chris Richards and Jesse Mars teaming up and him going to Leipzig. I doubt that happens. I did tweet about it. I do still really want it to happen, but I don't think it will. Um... But yeah, it's going to be very interesting. I think Danny Olmo and and Cuckoo will probably play. Assuming it sticks with the four-two-two-two, will probably be the middle two, the Aronson level two, and then what they have: Polson, Sorloth, and then the new guy. So they'll be the two. Two of those three will be the strikers. But it'll be interesting to see how it works. He'll probably pull something out of his hat, and he won't even do the four-two-two-two. I'm really excited. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm not as excited. I'm kind of curious. I don't know. I. I haven't thought about it too much, to be honest. Um, but it'll be it'll be interesting to see. Um, I'm so excited though because I can remember what 
Leipzig were like, because they were really fun to watch in Tyler Adams' first, like, half season when Jesse was the assistant and um, Ralph Ragnick was the coach, which is more of Jesse Marsh's style. And when they brought Nogglesman in um, after that season, he's much different. He's more of that possession-based, a little bit more in the, not necessarily tiki-taka, but more in that mode than the just, you know, kind of reckless abandoned high press that Jesse Marsh plays. Uh, which uh, it's very, very exciting. It's a little bit, again, reckless. and You lose control and everything, and you end up with score lines like 4-4 <laughs> a lot more often than with Nogglesman. But I'm really excited. I cannot wait for Bayern and Leipzig, though. Nogglesman versus versus Jesse, the you know former Leipzig boss with the new Leipzig boss, the high press versus the... Oh, that's going to be such a game. I'm excited to see Nogglesman's Byron, which I hate saying, but I'm so excited to see that because it's going to be something. I think I think he will get them playing. So I think Nogglesman will get Byron playing at a level. I'm really excited to see all of the three teams that this coaching shift has created. I'm really excited to see Flick's Germany Uh, because, honestly, Germany's – players don't really resemble particularly closely what Bayern do. They don't have a true, like, out-and-out number nine, like Louis, which not many people do, because Timo Werner has a tendency to shoot everywhere except on target. Um, And they really don't have, like, that dynamic left-back that Alfonso Davies is. They have Sané. Who are the other German winners? They have Sané and German winners. German winners. Mm, Serge Gnabry, that's who it is. Um, so it, it, but it will be interesting to see who sort of plays where. Maybe Kai Havertz gets converted to more of a nine, which would help Chelsea. Um, which uh, Tuchel's kind of doing that. But anyway, that's still, that's not USMNT related. That's what we're supposed to talk about on here. But I'm very excited to see Flick's uh, Germany, I'm excited to see Nagelsmann and Bayern, and I'm very excited to see Jesse at Leipzig. So, anything else you want to add before we uh, we call it for tonight? Um, I don't think so. I think that's about it. Uh, it's hopefully, just hopefully we'll be back before our many months it's been since, since November. I think hopefully we'll be more consistent. Yeah, I think it's just going to be. I think the summer is just going to prove to be extremely complicated. It's going to be complicated, but it's going to be so fun. And hopefully, we're going to be able to get back to Tailgate Brewery, mm-hmm. get some AO Nashville, and I'm going to be able to drink some of the, uh, what is it? Feels like 99ers. It feels like 91, I think, is what it was. I don't know. And that might have just been for the. I don't know. They, I don't know if they still have, but I'm going to, you know, you know, be able to enjoy some. Some soccer with some fans that aren't just us two. Yeah. Um, I'm really, I'm really excited to see. We kind of talked about this already, but I'm really excited to see. Um, and hopefully, win a cup or two. Yeah, um, but I'm, I'm excited to see what happens with the Champions League if either of the two, one of the two, or I don't know what'll happen if both of the two Yanks end up in the final. <laughs> I'm but, telling you, I'm telling you, I can feel it now. Ederson is going to get sent off in, like, the 90-plus third minute or something against PSG, but City are going to advance. Zach's going to start. Christian's going to dominate Real Madrid, score a brace in the second leg, 
they're going to go through. It's going to be Chelsea and Christian Pulisic starting against Man City with Zach Steffen in goal. And it's going to be an awesome game. And we're going to be able to sit back, relax, and know that no matter what happens, a Yank is going to get the UCL trophy. I'm, I'm excited. Game. I'm excited for the FA Cup final. I am too. Um, I'm excited for the FA Cup final. As there's long so as much hamstrings hold together. There's there's so much cup action. It's so right. cool. And then uh, we got uh, tomorrow. Actually, it's been after midnight, so technically today, uh, Friday, the Friday the come on phone. What, what's the date? Friday the thirtieth of April. We have Werder Bremen and Tyler Adams. Roman and Leipzig, Josh and Tyler Adams playing uh, in the cup game. Uh, winner goes to the final. Uh, apparently, interestingly, uh, um, um, Florian Kofel, couldn't remember his name, is essentially coaching for his job. He is apparently on probation, and if it does not go well tomorrow, he will get canned. <laughs> so uh, that's something to keep an eye on. Uh, for Josh, although I hope he's out of there anyway in a few weeks when the season's over. Uh, and then this weekend we have Gio Reyna and Dortmund play Holsten Kiel. Is that how you say it? Uh, uh-huh. On Saturday, again, winner goes to the final. We should have two Yanks in the final. It's it's actually interesting because all four teams have Yanks. Yes. Although, um, uh, Holsten Kiel, I think, is what it is. Kiel, whatever. Kiel, or however yeah. you say um, it. Have Nico Carrera with the U23s. Which really, they're also Although in contention that, that doesn't for, count, because he's not playing for the season. Um, but, uh, which is also really interesting, because they're in contention for promotion to the Bundesliga, mm-hmm. which would put him playing which with also, the U23s for the Bundesliga. We're talking about Bundesliga promotions. Julian Green and Gerther Firth, I believe is how you say it, uh, is also in contention for promotion. So we could end up with a whole bunch of guys in the Bundesliga. Um, and then obviously Matthew Hoppy and Schalke got relegated already. And their fans weren't happy about it. Uh, yeah, and, and Lucia Vertebra- might have missed. Uh, oh, yes. that, they rioted and were literally chasing players down to it, where they had to run away. And police had to like come in and try and hold back the fans and some of the players had to stay at a hotel that night because they couldn't get out it, it's sad but for some reason it was a little bit funny watching these players like full-on sprinting in the middle of the night um, away from their fans it's sad but meanwhile on uh, the other side of not really town but you know up the, up the way a little bit uh Dortmund fans were setting off fireworks and partying yes uh, I then, love the Germans. And then on the on the relegation stuff, Zach's or Zach's dad, Josh and uh, Werder Bremen have absolutely fallen apart. Werder Bremen have Josh has been same old, same old, um, and have fallen their way into the relegation fight again. Um, so it's worth keeping an eye on because um, they they were getting draws, um, occasionally winning. Now they're occasionally getting draws and losing, so they've fallen apart. So, hopefully they don't, I mean, honestly, I really don't care. Hopefully they get relegated, so Josh definitely leaves, honestly. Yeah. Um, yeah, if he was going to leave last year, yeah, if they get relegated, that he will definitely be leaving this year if they get relegated. Last year I was okay with Josh playing in the second Bundesliga for a season, but at this point, you know, he's he's outgrown Werder Bremen unquestionably, so there's no point in him going down and scoring a bunch of goals, you would hope. Um, 
in the second one's league. Just go and get your Weston McKenney move and go play for a good team somewhere. Yep. Yeah. Alright, let's let's end it there. Yeah. That seems hopefully like hopefully we will be back soonish. Yeah, hopefully. Our schedules have been crap. Yes. Like I have to be at work at ten thirty in the morning and it is after midnight and I still have to upload this. So we will see you, see you see soon, you hopefully.